This episode of The Citadel Cafe is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe to find out how you can become a patron and help make this show possible. This is the Citadel Cafe, episode number 384 for Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. My name is Joel Duggan and the Citadel Cafe is where my friends and I hang out to talk about the geeky stuff that we are into. Joining me this week, Megan Townsend is back. You can find her at oh, Megan Townsend on all the social media that matters. Welcome back. How are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's weird to record these on Thursdays. I'm still getting used to it. I have to wrap my brain around <laughs> not saying Wednesday, even though it's written very clearly in the show notes. <laughs> but after right. nine plus years of doing this show, mostly on Wednesdays when it's on an off day, I either get the day or the date incorrect and I often have to go back and fix it later. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's weird that it's December. I I've been doing fair bit of online Christmas shopping and, and surfing around Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday stuff. Uh, not not so much for Christmas presents. The Christmas presents have been surprisingly low tech this year. Um, I won't get into what mm. because some people in my family listen to the show. So <laughs> I can't I can't divulge just yet. Um, but I'm excited about some of the things that I found that are like people's interests and, and things that well, they will be more than likely doing at home over the next few months uh, as Canadian yes. winter and the pandemic continue. Um, however, personally, I was looking for, um, some home theater updates because, um, for those of you that might run a home business, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday into, um, there's a bit of a break and then the boxing week sales are usually the best times to pick up tech. Like if you just need an extra hard drive mm. for your home business or, you know, like extra video files, or if you need like a new microphone or webcam, like all that kind of stuff, it's usually on some sort of sale, sometimes very good uh, on, on sale. And so uh, I've been podcasting with a set of earbuds forever. Uh, I haven't used the new ones yet because they're mostly going to be for, I think, streaming and, and gaming. But I picked up a set of the Steel Series Arctis 9X. Uh, specifically designed for Xbox, which I'm going to be hopefully getting either today or some other time, depending on when stock becomes available. Um, and so that is kind of like what my nerdy week has been like with Black Friday going into you know December, trying to figure out what's what. Um, but it's been it's been cool to see some stuff. Like it's it's not necessarily the latest greatest that's on sale, but there are some accessories and things. So if you're into that scene, if you're looking into gaming, if you're looking into um like home office stuff not there's no like computers are not on sale like tablets are not on sale really so much but but things like hard drives and mice and keyboards and all that kind of stuff tends to be on sale this time of year i got my gaming keyboard last year at black friday uh sales actually um so i'm hoping to pick up uh the xbox series x which i've of course been talking about on the show for weeks now um, basically because I want it for the Christmas holidays, not as a present, but like, cause so I can chill and have a vacation, <laughs> play some video games. Right. Yeah. You know? No, it makes sense. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I've, what I've been waiting to do. Um, but I did try out the Arctis, uh, 9X last night and, um, they're good. I, I might have to do a little bit of adjusting. They're a heavy set of headphones, which I'm not used to. And I'm going to chalk that up to just the ones that I have from Turtle Beach from 10 years ago are falling apart like the plastic has disintegrated they still work just fine they just don't sit on your head anymore um they disintegrated so, yeah no just it's just like it's just wear and tear of putting the headphones on and off repeatedly sitting on the couch watching films and watching playing games and stuff like that that they just the plastic just slowly but surely just like fell apart <laughs> uh and things like you know the ear pads wow. are are all wow. I mean like 10 years old right like I mean and I'm in an apartment so if I'm watching movies on the weekend I generally will put the headphones on because in a I can have it as loud as I want which isn't super loud. I don't blow my eardrums out. But like, I mean, I can turn up Star Wars at midnight and not worry any neighbors or disturb any neighbors. But then also my television died three years ago. And the new mm. TV that I have as a hand-me-down from my mom, the speakers are terrible. Like it's the audio is awful. <laughs> so um, I'd much rather wear headphones and get much better sound out of the headphones. Um, so 
with gaming, same idea. There's just a lot of repetitive explosions and things like that in games. And I thought, well, for my neighbor's sake and, and for the fact that I don't have decent speakers, I'll just, I'll use headphones. And they, uh, they are something that you can hook up to PC and to uh, phones and tablets. So uh, last night, just to test them out, I quickly attached them to my phone and went onto Spotify and played a couple different types of music and messed with a few things. And they sound great. Uh, they're they're comfortable. They're like I said, they're a little bit heavy because they're Steel Series, which I didn't realize the name implies as uh, the product is made of steel. <laughs> they're like they're metal. Um, the band is anyway. Um, and so there's a they call it like a ski goggle strap. And so you adjust the strap that kind of like floats the band above your head. Okay. Uh, but I think I might have to just like adjust the band a little bit because I felt like the muffs of the earphones were just a little bit too low and maybe like kind of digging in. Not digging in is the wrong word because that sounds aggressive. But like the weight of the earphones, I was feeling it more on my ears than I was on the top of my head. So I think I might just have to like just dial it back a little bit on the adjustment. But but so far it was it's a good investment and um, they're supposed to connect to the Xbox the same way that the controllers connect. So it's the idea is like you go from your Xbox being asleep to basically in a game playing both your controller and your headset connected in like 15 seconds sort of idea. Um, so okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they how they work. And if I'm going to be using them for streaming, I'll probably just plug them into the PC because you just, you know, I'm, I don't need them to be wireless when I'm sitting in front of a microphone. Um, it's it would right. be nice yeah, to not have something sense. but um a, a lot of the times i mean you and i both have a uh, yeti microphones i believe and i use the headphone jack under the microphone so it monitors my voice plus it also gives me game sound um and so mm-hmm. i'll just i'll plug them into that if i can get a cord that is that'll work uh, i'm assuming they'll still need to be like they're not going to get power from that um they're you're gonna have to power them in order to, to listen to music but because it said that they'll work with pc but like only with a custom wireless uh, Windows 10 like receivers like well that doesn't make any sense because they're Bluetooth so like they they connect to the phone without the special adapter so I'm assuming that they'll uh, they'll connect to Bluetooth with the, the PC but I know I also know that Bluetooth gaming is not the best like sometimes there's lag with the audio so anyway uh, we'll have to see I've only had them for a day and i've only i tried them for like a half an hour last night before i went to bed but so far they sound good um certainly good enough for me and the ear cups uh which is where i was concerned uh are very comfortable uh they have some sort of like cool cool foam or i can't remember the brand name that they give the the special foam that they put in it but it's it's nice it doesn't feel like you're gonna get super hot you know in summertime and all that kind of stuff so because uh, I'm I'm so used to earbuds, over the ear headphones are kind of a trip. Do you do you have like over the ear stuff? Yeah, so I use a set of Beats uh, ah. Beats Studios as like my primary headphones, um, nice. especially for streaming. Mm. Um, I got them as <laughs> this sounds so stupid. I got them as a way to be just very obviously I'm listening to music. Don't talk to me when I'm out in public. <laughs> um, because people would actively like you know if i had earbuds in like people would come up and try and have conversations with me i have to like pull them up and be like what mm. i'm busy like and i you know especially in the winter time like when i had you know beanies on and everything right. um uh so now that like you know i have you know if even if i had like a toque on or something if i put on headphones it's like okay those are very large headphones uh clearly a person does not want to be bothered that still doesn't stop people unfortunately um but it became an, a way you know to for first of all for streaming they were better for video editing um and um you know whenever i'm i'm sitting at work and i'm in a lunchroom and i'm writing if i don't want people to bother me i just keep my headphones on um and it blocks out a lot of the the other sound that's going around there as well so um I like them. They're great. They're they're getting a little older. Like the 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 material on the headphones are starting to 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 fray and like peel a little bit. Right. But I've had them for like two years and I wear them very consistently, like like a lot. They've they've seen some good wear, so I'm not I'm not mad about them. I like their sound, um, and I kind of like how nondescript they are. I don't like anything that's super flashy. I don't like anything that's um, you know, out there. I guess, yeah. for lack of a better word, I purposely got a black pair, um, right? Just to kind of just be a standard. Yeah, these standard come in. Piece of equipment. I want to say these might come in white, but I got the black pair, uh, mm. and um, they've got some green highlights on them. the The band that goes around the 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 adjustable Velcro band that you use to change your your fit has some like 
green Xbox like highlights on it, like little strips. Right. But it's it's, it's still right. predominantly like ninety five percent black, and and they're not right. They're not designed for outside. Like I I get the the feeling from them is that they're definitely like an inside kind of like gaming headset. Well, they have a microphone too, uh, which it really slickly retracts into the left ear cup. Like it just kind of like. It's like pulling out an aerial on a car, you know, back when that was still a thing. Um, right. Like it just kind of like folds back into the headset. And so it, when it's there and retracted, it's like a little nub. And then you just pull it out and it's like a full, full mic arm, like a full headset. And you can just, mm-hmm. you know, and I, when you pull it out, it turns on. When you slip it away, it turns off. It's like, shoot, that's awesome. So nice. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't really do much multiplayer gaming but i'd like to try more because it's it's one of those things where like i've had an xbox 360 so no one plays that anymore <laughs> right there's no one there's yeah. no one to multiplayer with and then the other times that i have done multiplayer it's been like co-streams with pixel riffs or you know something like that where we're on microphone and it's it's a different experience altogether um so uh, i'm looking forward because there's a couple of people that I, i've met now through minecraft and different communities that are also like getting the new xbox and going to be playing some games and we'll see what multiplayer games are out there i'm not a like i'm not a call of duty guy uh or if i am yeah. I'm, I'm a if, first person shooters i tend to prefer them on the pc but um i played mass effect and i played uh borderlands one on xbox 360 and i thought they were fine like it's just a matter of what you're used to and all that kind of stuff so but i'm, I'm looking forward to it it's it's going to be it's, I think I was mentioning this to you at pre-show conversation. It's weird to spend money on yourself, but then I never do it. And I didn't go on a vacation this year. So it's like, well, <laughs> like, it's just, you know, like I, I do have a little bit of extra in that, in that realm. And, and part of it mm. too is, is that like, I have been getting more, more into gaming with the streaming and talking about games on the Citadel Cafe from time to time. And so it's, it's, I'd like to have a, a more up-to-date experience with that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I mean, um, I don't know if I'll get an Xbox. I know Colin's potentially looking at one. Nice. Um, but right now I just have the um, Xbox console companion and the Xbox shortcut on my PC so I can access things from Game Pass um, oh, cool. on my PC if it's like, you know, cross compatible. So a lot of the games that I've been playing um, has been through that. So at one point, Colin and I were playing Gears together. Um, and Gears Gears 4, wonderful. Great game. Had such a good time with it. Gears 5, awful. I hate the mechanics. They've added some new things in there that are just not good, and just the story is not great. Um, we kind of gave up halfway through. Wow. And I've, I've never finished it because it, like, you know, and I don't typically do that. I'd like to go through maybe at some point in the future um, and, you know, maybe, tr- like, try again because um, trying to stream it was, was a little complicated at the time. But, um, um, but so far, like, you know, I play Spiritfarer through the Xbox uh console app oh, really I, do, I thought you were playing that um, i thought you played that on the computer well i do but it's it's on the pc but it's through xbox it's through game pass oh, so game cool. pass is like a is like a oh yeah monthly that's, or that's annual, yeah, yeah that's how I'm, that's how i'm gonna be playing games is uh, i actually yeah. one of the things that i picked up because i wanted to get the xbox through eb games for the all access i've since decided mm-hmm. not happening everything i you know heard with eb games so far has just been like a customer service it just seems like a black flag or a red flag i'm just like mm. i'm very surprised that company is still in business yeah so i'm just like i would rather like i i can get an xbox series x it would be it's more practical to do the the monthly thing with xbox all access but i don't want to deal with eb and so um right. ryan murphy who was on the show a few weeks ago uh let me know that xbox game pass and this might still be true so you might want to take advantage of this too is on sale uh, I bought two cards for three months each on Amazon for $30 for each card. Oh, uh-huh, okay. That's do- good to know. $10 a month as opposed to $17 a month. Uh, and Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, if Colin is getting an Xbox Series X, I remember seeing that Best Buy, uh, in addition to offering $15 off of an extra controller, they were also offering $20 off of a three-month um, Xbox Game Pass card. Um, with the purchase of an Xbox. So like if you're going to get the Xbox and you're going to use Game Pass anyway, you might as well buy them now and save the 20 bucks. Uh, and so so I've got six months worth of uh, of Game Pass. Uh, I believe that retailers, Ryan said that retailers like Best Buy were limiting one Best Buy, one pass per purchase or per customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amazon didn't. 
when I put, when I said put two in my cart, they said, sure. And so, and it's not even a card. Like they just send me the digital code. It's on a PDF on my desktop. So when I eventually get the desktop or the, uh, not the desktop, when I eventually get the Xbox, I will um, activate those codes and get six months of, you know, of um, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is both for PC and um, console um, for $10 a month. So, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, so check that out um, because if you're, if, you're on, if you're on a budget and that's how you guys play games together, then yeah, look at that because you'll save some money in the long run. I mean, you have to oh, fork definitely. over the thirty dollars now, but I mean that's if you don't, you know. And that's the thing is like you can buy that now, but if something happens, you know that like your computer dies and you haven't activated that card, then you don't you don't have to activate it right away. Like you can wait until you know you you have a better system. For me, that's why I only bought six months because I thought, well, that takes me from December to June. At which point I'm probably going to be outside more, knock on wood, you know, more hiking, more running, more like less kind of just sitting at home in the wintertime playing video games. So um, at which point I might continue uh, the Xbox Game Pass or I might just say, well, I'll just wait for the next sale and, you know, play the games that I own now and whatever. But but yeah, so that's kind of like one of the things that I was looking at over the Black Friday sales was was all that kind of stuff. Now I'm kind of looking ahead to what might be available uh, during boxing week for again for tech for the business and kind of invest i'd like to update and get a mm-hmm. second microphone for podcasting and stuff like that but we'll see uh because it's, it's all that kind of stuff where it's just like needs versus wants versus you know what's the best investment you know right now but yeah so that's that's basically what my my week has been uh in the last little while it's just been looking at online sales and all that kind of stuff what, what have you been up to uh, that's been nerdy the last little while um, I, so I started like picking back up into, so the start of, start of December in the YouTube sphere is Vlogmas. Um, so I just kind of jumped on that, um, kind of on a whim really, just as a way to kind of keep myself sane <laughs> and, um, kind of just document what's going on. This is going to be a weird holiday period, I think. So I'd like to just have something to document it and to keep, you know, keep myself, I guess, focused and centered and, um, organized um because lord knows organization is probably really important right now um but aside from aside from that aside from like you know doing some video editing and um general game playing i haven't managed to stream it a little bit because i didn't know what my what my schedule was going to be like but um aside from that i've been mostly just um doing some writing and uh watching a lot of adventure time I never get into Adventure Time. I tried one or two episodes and I, and I just didn't get it. See, I th- in the beginning, so I, this is my first time watching it all the way through. Um, but the characters are very cute, and I'm very, I'm very, I'm very into the art style, and I'm very into um, a lot of the characterization, particularly Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. I find them very endearing. Excuse me, um, but. Um, I don't know. It's my first time watching it all the way through. And to be very fair, the the beginning of the show is very difficult to get into. It, there's not a lot that happens because it's just it's very episodic. Um, and but the episodes are only like ten minutes long, so it's not really that much of a commitment. But um, um, what, where am I at now? I'm at like season four or five now because it's just been a really low effort thing to put on in the background while I've been working on stuff. Um, but now that I'm into like seasons four. Four and four or five, they're getting into a lot of lore and world building, and you could easily like really all of the episodes that have been, um, you know, done so far. They're they're absolutely just one offs. Um, but there's been some some tiebacks into newer episodes, but you don't really need to know a lot of information about it. Um, so when you start when to look at the actual lore building, it gets very intense, and the longer the show goes on, some of it gets a little horrifying. It's like it's not ho- so horrifying that it can't be on a, a kid's a kid's cartoon network because it's literally cartoon network but you know it, it's it's i don't know some of it can be very creepy there's some things where i'm just like oh it's, it's, it's kind of that's kind of weird what's i can't believe this got okay to be put on kids tv um but there's some good messages and like the 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 lore building and the world building and the characters get they're they're very endearing and um it's just been a nice like fun lighthearted thing to watch without a lot of pressure and it's again because the episodes are like 10 minutes long you can watch two or three of them and be like all right i'm good for the day um nice. or just keep it going for long periods of time so i've been having a really good time with it um a lot of people have 
been adventure time has kind of had like a resurgence because there's been it's been like something like a couple years since the last episode was was put out um of like the original series and now there's one called um hidden lands or something i don't remember what it's called but there's like a new a new version out a new like like season or a new series of adventure time that's out that's focusing mostly on Marceline and Bubblegum, whereas the original Venture Time is about Finn and Jake. Um, they're like they're the protagonists, so most of the stories uh, revolve around them, and then everything else to do with like all the other characters. They're just like side stories. Um, but this one is is specifically about Bubble uh, Bubbleine, so Bubblegum and Marceline is like they're because they're they're a couple. Um, uh, okay. So it's very uh, it's I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going through all the way because. Um, I've already seen like some some hints of like character development and building and like history that has been like hinted at, but they haven't really gone into it yet. Um, so it's it's been very fascinating to to watch and to listen to so hmm. far. So I'm 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 looking forward to getting back into it again. It's it's been it's been really because I you know I'll watch it with with Colin. We're just watching it on online, so it's just on like a on one of those illicit streaming websites. Um, because it's not anywhere. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Crave. It's not on um, Amazon. Like I don't think Cartoon Network has a deal with any streaming platform to to play it, and it's not on their website. It's so strange that they're play. so late to that game because they would. They, I you know. know. Like, I mean, when people look at Disney Plus and see that it's doing like gangbusters, I was I don't remember the stats. Yeah. But, but um, they reported on it on the Daily Tech News show Disney Plus doing like their quarterly, their annual, you know because it's a publicly traded company, like they're reporting how Disney plus is doing and like gangbusters mm. is an understatement <laughs> to say how well yeah. Disney plus is doing. Right. Um, and to have like all of that stuff, all that cartoon stuff under one roof. Um, I mean, I, I think also there's that push and pull of like consumers kind of are at their limit of like yet another monthly subscription for nine 99, you know, for all the cartoons that I can yeah. ever watch from cartoon network. So I I get that. But um, but yeah, I'm surprised that it's not somewhere like they don't have a deal with some other yeah. distributor, you know, because even Amazon Prime has got like a kid section now. They've got like a family friendly safe area versus that I always have to choose not to go into because all my stuff that I'm watching on Prime is elsewhere. Um, right. But Adventure Time is one of those things that I've just heard so much about that. I should have probably watched, you know, being having been an animator and being into that kind of stuff. And it's the same thing with like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls is something that um, Rocket kind of reminds me about once a month. Have you watched that yet? Should you have you tried that yet? Um, uh, that's that's next on my list because I've heard wonderful things yes, about Gravity Falls, yes. like in terms of, of like character development and story progression and writing. It is like a masterclass yeah. in that. Yeah, apparently um, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. I did take the time to finish... Um, star wars clone wars uh i have that set aside as another time because brockett and i were going to get into that on a show but we had to cancel that particular recording so i've still got those notes set aside but i did finish uh though so like i'm i'm slowly but surely catching up on all the stuff that i kind of feel like i should watch um right. one of those things actually has been um, very slowly i've been trying to catch up on schitt's creek uh because it like won a ton of emmys in the seventh season but i've not seen any of it yeah. so i started on season one um and i think i might have to do what you are doing and like you know having adventure time on kind of like in the background or like you know watching it while you're doing other stuff because schitt's creek there's not a lot of visual gags it's mostly no. dialogue so i don't necessarily have to yeah. sit and watch it um because i find it hard i find it hard to get through some of the episodes um i do find me too i had funny. a hard time with oh it. you're watching too cool yeah, I like I I um I know I'm not having a lot of fun with season one, and I hear that from a lot of people. Yeah, because a lot of people are not having a good time with season one, and then once you get into like season two or three, um, n now I have my own opinions of that. It's just like if a show is not good for the first season, it shouldn't have been made. Um, but clearly, you know, things have places to go. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to like get out of that mindset of being like, if it's not good, it just shouldn't be made. Like, uh, you know. But I think you know, people's time is 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 precious there's only so many things that like only so much time that people have in the day to like sit down and watch something um so if it takes you this long to get into it it's just like me so um, I, I think that the issue with season one is that it's not bad it's just that no because it i'm coming to it having known that season seven won a record number of emmys 
I had high expectations. Like I thought this was going to be hilarious mm. and it's funny and there are funny moments and I seem to be more in tune with the comedy from the kids uh, than I do with the parents. Although uh, Catherine, yes. Catherine O'Hara, the, the one liners that okay. she says before they like, they cut to commercial or like, like they change scenes. Like she's like, I'm just going to be in the bathroom gargling some thumbtacks or like something like just something really kind of morose and, and overdramatic and, and I realized actually partway through the second episode what it was that really kind of like it's kind of odd, but I couldn't put my finger on um on what she sounds like. It's almost like she's doing a Donald Trump impression when she speaks. It's re- it's once and once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And she even looks a little bit like him in the way that they do her makeup, and she's so pale and everything is so. She's got like this wig, like it just it's really it's really really similar. Uh, and, oh my god, I never thought of that before. Yeah, it's it's. I'm never gonna be able to look at her again. <laughs> she, I mean, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't look like Trump, but like it's it's the way that she says certain words. No, and how like, slowly she speaks. Uh, cause it's all, a, all a characterization, of course. Um, but I mean, the, yes, thing, the yeah. thing, the thing that I find hard about Schitt's Creek is that most modern comedy, I have a really hard time getting into cause I just don't find awkward comedy funny. It pisses me off. Like I get agitated by awkward comedy. Just, I'd rather you be clever and funny rather than standing around silently until it, someone else finds it funny. Cause I don't. Uh, and yes, to that effect, Chris Elliott, who plays the mayor, I want to pitch him off a bus. Oh, my God. He's so uncomfortable. He is like, I think that's why I got so uncomfortable watching the show and why I was like, so I'm I'm not having fun with it because he's just every time he's on the screen, he just makes me feel gross. Like, I feel gross. And I don't know. I don't know if it's like, you know, he's 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 doing a very good job. He's doing a really good job. But I yeah. hate his character yeah. so I, much. And, I, and I, whenever I've seen him in anything else, he he gets spotted in Friends a couple times. Like I just anytime I've seen him in a sitcom, it, he just makes my skin crawl. So I'm assuming he's doing it on purpose and that he's just very good at it. Uh, so I'm not I'm not yeah. slamming his performance at all. But like there's this moment in one of the first episodes where he's got his hand in the fondue and then he pulls it out and he's like, oh, my God, licking uh, his fingers. Yeah, it's, it. and, it's, and it's like a uh. it's like a guest dinner, like the le- the levees are over, not the levees, like the roses, the roses are over for dinner. And like he's got his and then he's like got this handful of like goopy cheese and he's like eating it. And like I'm smiling as I'm telling the story, but I was angry watching it. Like I, I was just like, I don't find this funny. Um, it's, 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 gro- it's gross. Like it's it, he's very gross. Like he I want to take a shower whenever he's on the screen. Yeah, I remember watching that with Colin and having to like leave the room. I was just like, whoa, whoa, it's so, so awful. But apparently a lot of people are like, like once you get to um, like season two or three or something, um, it's apparently like the characterization gets better. I'm having a hard time with it because I'm just like, why should I care about these characters? There's a bunch of rich people who are thrown into a situation that like most people are in now mm. and you're supposed to feel sympathy for them and i'm having a really hard time with that but like right. i think that's the point that I, I realize now that's the point um i i would say as someone who who i don't like awkward comedy um i find this way more awkward and way more cringy to watch than brooklyn 99 like brooklyn 99 is more of like goofy comedy it's more like you know mm. hairball comedy um so i find it a little bit easier to to watch and just you know i don't i don't get secondhand embarrassment from it i get extreme secondhand embarrassment from from a lot of the things going on in Chits creek yeah um, I, can, I can see that and, and like and like the characters that are gross like there are like two characters um scully and hitchcock they're they're gross but everyone is just like no they're like everyone's like god you're so gross like why are you why are you like this so everyone's calling them out on it and it's like for for it's not long drawn out moments of like you know like someone sticking their hand in fondue and licking it off like it's it's not yeah. anything like that it's like it's literally snapshots of them yeah so it's more like you know zany one-liners and like and delivery right now i think the the thing that i enjoy the most about Shits creek is um david rose the son played by mm, dan, dan yes. levy and yeah his disconnection from like reality because of their financial like they used to be so rich and he just doesn't understand how the world works uh and i do i do find him like his writing funny i like i'm enjoying that part of it and i I mean to a point i guess alexis uh his sister uh annie murphy 
Um, mm. But she's a, I mean, it's, I've not really been exposed to the kind of writing that I'm getting for, for David Rose, but Alexis Rose just kind of reminds me of like, you know, Valley Girl stuff. You've seen that. I've seen that in sitcoms yeah. before. Um, and honestly, the pair of them together is really funny because like on one hand, they'll fight and they'll bicker. But then when it comes down to like, you know, privilege, they come on, the, they land on the same side of that coin and they'll absolutely team up, <laughs> you know, and be just like, you guys are terrible parents or like, you know, they'll, 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 they'll have each other's back to a certain point. I mean, they, they'll bicker, but at the same time, like they'll, they'll, they come down on the same side of their privilege, which I think is, is very funny when they use it in the context of the show. Um, yeah. She's like, Alexis is clueless, but like dangerous clueless. She's not like a complete ditz. She's just like so ignorant to so many things <laughs> that yes. that yeah. I can see it getting into her, her into, into some serious, serious trouble. But um, yeah, it's like, oh, I just want to protect you. Uh, speaking of the actress who plays Alexis is actually, no, it's not Alexis. Uh, the lady who poos, um, she works at the hotel. Oh, um, Stevie, Stevie. Ste yes, yes. She's uh, in Halifax right now. She's shooting a show. Oh, cool. Stephen King short. Yeah. Right on. Um, I like her too. Yeah. She's like, Fun fact. Thing, like some, some of the other, um, they're not one note, but some of the characters that at this point I know very little about that are in the show, like Stevie from the motel, like um, the mayor's wife, like, uh, I can't remember his name, Mutt or something, the mayor's kid. Um, uh, the, the bearded, yeah, the bearded yes, homeless guy. Um, yeah. But they're like, they're stiffer characters because they're meant to be like the normal people to the, to the crazy roses. Um, but I find some of their content quite funny because they're the ones going like, what? No, I don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> like this. Um, and uh, what was, there's a really good moment from, from one of the episodes I watched recently that I did, I did quite enjoy. Somebody thought that the, that the the mayor's wife was having an affair with Mutt, but it's her son, and yes, so they don't know that yet. Uh, and and she's talking about having just seen him, and they're like, "Oh, would you like to join us for dinner?" And she's like, "Oh no, I couldn't put anything else in my mouth. I'm full." And and like and then you know like um, Johnny and Moria are like looking at each other like, "Oh geez," <laughs> like thinking that they know something's up, right, with an affair. Mm -hmm. And so so there's all these sexual innuendos at the table until they discover that it's her son. But it, that kind of stuff was really funny because it was just very, they didn't like pause so much to let the audience get the joke. They just kind of piled like three of them on top of each other and you had to keep up. And I like that kind of stuff like that. I find, I find clever writing. So one of the other things that I've been catching up on uh, that uh, I wanted to see when it first came out, but I just never did get to it uh, is Alita Battle Angel. Uh, we spoke about this uh, on a trailer, Lou and I did, about the trailer back in the Sizzle Cafe 295 in November of 2018. I had every intention of following it up and seeing the film and it just never happened. And I uh, resubbed to Crave and HBO for the holidays just to watch uh, Star Trek Discovery and a couple of other things coming there. Uh, and, uh, I managed to catch, uh, Alita Battle Angel as one of the movies that is available on Crave. And I thought, oh, sweet. I haven't seen that. I'll check that out. Uh, it's a 2019 film based on the Japanese manga artist Yukito Kishiro's 1990 series, Battle Angel Alita. They, I guess they flipped the title for some reason in the movie. Um, but it's a series of novels. Uh, this is, I think most of the story is based on second book something like that um but i've seen okay. uh there was an anime that was made in the early 2000s or 2009 or something like that and some of the shots from the film were very similar to the anime so uh the director who is rodrigo crap um robert rodriguez is the name of the direct is the name of the director and he obviously had seen the anime and wanted to stick as close to the manga and the anime as he could with some of the cinematography and shots and setups and things like that, um, which is great visually. Uh, I think it maybe comes to the detriment of the film later, but um, have you seen it? Just FYI. I got through 30 minutes of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Interesting. didn't like it at all. Okay. Um, and uh, it's not, not, not to say that it's bad, but I started watching it with Alistair at one point. Um, this is before quarantine and... We may, yeah, we got through about 30 minutes of it. And just I found that the buildup was just so slow. It um, is, yeah. I found it a very, very slow-paced movie. And I was like, 
and by the by the time we got half an hour in, we were like, there's only like another hour of this. Like, what else can they do? Like, we've only just gotten yep. into like you know like the, the nitty-gritty of it so i i just was like i'm i'm not invested in this at all yeah. and i found it really uncomfortable to look at like that like the performance and the acting was really great and the animation was really was really good um but but alita's face is like very very strange to look at and my brain kept going no that's not no that's really what that's that's not a face like yeah they, they recognized it was a face and it looked too realistic but then it was like really uncanny valley and i was like mm. yeah so i thought they did a really good job with the animation and stuff i didn't get the uncanny valley but i kind of like realized that she was supposed to be something different um because they set her up as a cyborg from the beginning um her for people that don't know her eyes are much bigger than the average human's and and that just it makes her look like an anime character and i think that might have been a decision they were trying to do to make a nod to the original source material um yeah because all the other cyborgs in in the show and there's lots if they have a human face it's a normal human face like they have normal size eyes nose that kind of thing sometimes they might have metal right. teeth or something but like you know that they're generally proportions are about the same so it's meant to make her stand out i think it's it's got that like whole astro boy kind of thing she's supposed to be um young and innocent i guess because she doesn't remember where she's from and what she does <clears throat> so so if you're not worried about spoilers then i can get into a few here and warn yeah, the listeners yeah, that that it, that in order to talk about it and say the good and the bad i will have to spoil some stuff but um it was a slow burn at the beginning it did eventually get to the point where i was like i'm actually pretty interested in where this goes the problem and i'll start with this uh which is actually my the last point i have written it is a really shitty, indecisive ending. It's a cliffhanger. They don't wrap up the story. You get no resolution for anything that's happening in, in the grand scheme of things. It's basically a setup for a sequel. And I don't know if that's meant to be true to the source material, uh, but it does not work as a film. They should have just done like what Lucas huh. did with Star Wars and have like, they destroy the Death Star, they win, haha. If we never make a one, another one of these... Oh, at least we have a concise story in this one. And obviously that didn't happen. They made a lot more. But but with this, um, James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez have hinted that they the film could be, lead to multiple sequels. On February 6th, 2019, they announced that they had plans for Elite Battle Angel 2. Please don't call it that. Um, and then casting of Edward Norton in a non-speaking role as Nova, the film's kind of like mysterious, like omniscient villain um was intended to set up the sequel because like i'm not sure how much money he got paid to okay. sit there and just say nothing for like 30 seconds on film but like it was obviously because i'm watching this and there's like 20 minutes left of the film is like how are they going to wrap this up <laughs> like i don't understand how yeah. they're going to wrap this up and, and they don't they absolutely don't um they fast forward three months and say that alita has you know gotten herself to the final murder ball competition where if she wins then she gets to go to i can't remember the name of the city in the sky but that's it that's the end of the movie it's it's not when she wins it's if she wins she gets to the announcement of like you know they announce her coming into the arena like a wrestler and that's the end of the movie and you're just like what i don't understand um so that that really kind of rips the rug out from you in terms of what the film tried to accomplish and worked to accomplish the rest of it um it felt that the villains were flat. Um, there was an interesting backstory to Shirin, who plays, who was played by Jennifer Connelly. Uh, and you get that information very early on. You realize that she and the doctor uh, were um, husband and wife at some point. Uh, Christoph Waltz's character, uh, Dr. Ido. Um, they were a couple and they had a daughter that died. And, um, and so he's kind of, repairing alita and it's like replacing this lost child sort of thing um and you think that you have kind of an interesting arc but then they kill her off uh this jennifer Connolly character uh, shirin they kill her off off camera Ugh. it's like ripping the rug out again from like whatever kind of arc this character had she says i'm done i'm out to her evil gangster boss and you think like well that doesn't happen in any gangster movie i've ever seen you don't get to go out like you die or you spend the rest of your life on the run and she walks out to an elevator where they open up the elevator and they show the shadow of some giant cyborg guy 
And then in the next scene, the gangster guy says like, Dr. Shirin uh, is going up to the city in the sky. And he opens up a case and it's her eyeballs, her brain, and something else in a jar. And they, he says it's her. You've got no idea. You have to take his word for it because they don't show her die. Ugh. They don't show any kind of like attack. They don't show anything. And they could have made it because she's kind of like, she's someone that has not done nice things in the film. And if she had met an untimely end or a gruesome end, it would be kind of like, like full circle. Like, you know, you thought you, you were doing bad things. Now bad things are coming and do, being done to you, but they don't show you that. So you don't get that pathos. Um, and right. she and she had done something good. Like she kind of came full circle. She was doing all this bad surgical stuff with cyborgs. And then she decided to help out Alita's boyfriend, Hugo, when he died and she saved him. And that was the thing where she's right. like, I'm done. I'm no longer doing your evil deeds. But they then kill Hugo again after she saves him. It makes oh, so it's no, like all pointless. He Yeah, he dies twice. What? It's oh, it. I was again the movie. I was enjoying it right up until I realized that they weren't going to be able to solve it, and then they started saving Hugo like twice over. I was like, nope, I am not on board with this. He was a weak character to begin with. He was, in my opinion, uh, I'm sure he's a decent actor. I don't remember his name right now. I had it written down. Uh, Hugo, what was his name? Jad Valen? No, um, that's bad. Uh, here it is. Uh, Ke- um, Kean Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably a decent actor. Uh, he's in a couple of other films that I've wanted to see uh, with some other you know good actors. But I feel like they cast him too old. The aspirations of the character Hugo are like, I'm going to accomplish my dream and I'm going to go up to the city in the sky. And but he's like 18 and it, or thereabouts in, in the film. And it's just so naive in this cutthroat iron city, kind of like underbelly cyborg place where it's like kill or be killed and survive and stuff. And he's supposed to be this hip, like, you know, gangster, um, like thug wannabe. He just, he's such a knob <laughs> that you don't buy it. You would buy it if he was 14, you know, and, and trying to like chase his older brother and, and, and be like the big brother and, and do stuff like that. But because he's old enough to know better, it it just doesn't fly. And and it's um he has a nice relationship with Alita. Like it's cool that he he provides that um motivation for her because he she has to save him at least once, uh, if not more than once. And like that part is okay. But then you like his motivation as a character is really weak sauce. Um but to go into the good stuff, which is the the stuff around Alita, I mean it's a great show of strength with a female lead character. She is a former, I can't remember the name of her bot, but she's like a, a she's a basically an assassin warrior cyborg from Mars is her backstory. And she doesn't realize it, but she eventually figures it out. She has a body that she, she gets a new body. And in the movie, um, when you first see her in the first half an hour, she's got the doctor's old kid's body, which is like 14, 15. And then her new yeah. body, her body that she gets from a crashed spaceship is like, it's, it's, she's like 20. So she's much older. And there's even a comment. The nurse even says like, oh, so you're much older than we thought. Um, and so it treats, it brings her into a whole new kind of level in terms of her physical presence because the new body comes with all these new abilities and all this kind of stuff. Um, but she kicks some serious butt. Like there are some fights where it's really cool to see these big, like brutish, like monstrous cyborg guys that are all machismo and and bullshit and she just owns them it's it's really kind of fun to watch her just kind of like it 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 looked really cool it looked like something that was right up my alley um it looked like something that i would absolutely go nuts over and then just when i got into the film i was like this looks really great because i was really excited to watch it and then I was just so bored and I was just like, nothing has happened. And it's been half an hour. Yeah. Literally nothing happened aside from like they found her. And it's literally just her learning to be a person. You could have condensed that into like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, I, just, I feel like the pacing of the film, like, like I might give it another watch. Cause it's like, I would like to watch like the actual fight scenes. Cause it looked, it looked amazing, but just the pacing of the story was just so slow. And that's why I never bothered finishing it. Cause I was like, no, 
no can't i can't i can't sit here with nothing going on i will say that i did not watch it in one sitting uh, okay. i think it was three okay because I, I was watching when i was eating and for a bunch of other reasons like you know having to do the dishes and other stuff like i just i didn't have the time to sit down and watch the whole thing in one go um, so I did pause it, but, but I do remember like the second part of it, I was just like, okay, now I'm into like the cyborg story and she gets her new body. And like, it, it really starts to pick up after that because they introduce like, a uh, an organization of bounty hunters that are all cyborgs. And that becomes really cool because you've got all these different takes on cyborgs and different body parts. And I, I find that it's really cool to watch and it's very it's a pretty film. Like it, the cinematic cinematography is great. The uh, lighting and the special effects are really cool. And I love that they did a lot of motion capture because it makes the animated parts feel better and more natural. And so you're not watching a human head float around on a robot body. You're watching somebody in a motion capture shoot walking around. But then there's these hints that really make you uncomfortable in a, like in a cool way where like, this guy's neck you can see through it you know like it shows all the the kind of like the cybertronic muscles of his neck but because he's a cyborg and he doesn't have an esophagus nor does he need one he just you can see through his neck so it's really awkward to see spaces in human bodies where you normally would have internal organs that would be essential and they're just not there <laughs> like it's just it's it's weird in that way um and knowing it has this RoboCop vibe where like knowing that some of the cyborgs that including Alita uh, that are in it are nothing more than a brain in a jar inside the head and everything else is like synthetic. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really off putting sometimes, but I think it's meant to be like, it's meant to kind of push you into this realm of like, this is weird. And because it's weird, it kind of gets away with some of the, unexplainable tech from Mars that she ends up using later on in the film with her body. Cause she can kind of like turn on some sort of like plasma blade, like plasma fire on her fist and like punch through mm -hmm. stuff. Um, which is, it's just, it's a manga superhero thing. It's, it's just cool. Yeah. But they, they yeah, just kind of explain cool it in the movie. Too, yeah. They, they explain it in the movie. Like we just don't understand this tech. He, uh, the, Dr. Ito says like, look, this is your body, but I can't repair it. Cause I can barely understand it. So, this is you get one i can't replace your hand if it gets chopped off like this is not yeah, this is yeah. not like the other one where i can repair a joint or like you know fix up fix things up right so final thoughts on alita watch it with a warning for me that it, you're not it doesn't have a satisfying ending but from a world building standpoint i thought it was an interesting cool movie to look at so it's not going to satisfy like a story arc for people, I don't think, but it's certainly neato. If that's, you know, if that's enough for you to watch it, then it's certainly neato. You actually, because I know that you like anime, you might like the anime more. Yeah, I was, I was looking to see if there was uh, an option for me to watch that at some point, um, but I just haven't been able to find it anywhere. But if anyone knows where to find it. The Citadel Cafe at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. I, I'd be curious about it too, actually. Um, and of course, there's also the graphic novels that you could reference as well. Um, mm -hmm. Now, you might have a few things to say here, I think, um, because uh, I've started watching The Queen's Gambit. And uh, for those who don't know, it's a Netflix miniseries. I've watched two episodes, but I'm having a hard time getting into the show. It's well made. I can tell that it's well made. And it's a good story, mm -hmm. especially another story about like a strong woman carving her way through a male dominated club in the 50s and the 60s with chess. Um, uh, but the bottom line is like so far after two episodes, I just don't care about any of the characters. So have you had a better experience with it? Have you gotten farther than I have? I loved it. I loved it so much. I, so I kind of got Colin to, to watch it with me. I have this weird fascination with chess. Um, not because I, you know, I don't think the game is very exciting and I find it dreadfully boring to play. Um, but I, I, I find that the dedication and the strategy that people put into it very interesting and I kind of um it, it interested me because I watched this really amazing documentary years ago um at a film festival about like young chess masters and I was like man this is really cool and and you know just I just thought it was really really fascinating um I will say that to get into it like it was very slow in the beginning and I was like there's not a lot of chess happening here um but uh, once I got through ep episode 
three uh, and she kind of starts getting more into um tournaments and things like that by the end of it i was like like so riveted and so like invested in chess tournaments that i like it was kind of insane um and when you go back and like go through the symbolism like with the costuming and some of the things that she wears um i, I don't want to spoil anything for you because it's it's when when I when I when I realized it took it took someone tweeting it for me to realize the symbolism of something, um, but she it, like the whole the whole show is structured like a chess match, as well. Yeah, like every single episode is a chess match, and it's it's she's trying to figure out like she she essentially is the queen. She 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 is the queen, and the whole show is about a ch- it's about chess, but it is also a chess match, and that level of like depth blew my absolute mind and i had the best time with it i thought it looks beautiful um it's stunning like i the costumes are amazing and mm-hmm. i remember sitting with my with my roommate she's and she's you know Bethley is she's a, a, profes- a professional seamstress um she was like the costuming and this is immaculate um the the makeup design is wonderful the growth of the characters are are wonderful um and I, I just find the actress so interesting to look at. I don't remember her name. Um, I don't remember her name, but she, I, she looks like a fairy. She's just got such an interesting, intelligent face that, like, I just find her really, really engaging to watch. Um, and I had, I, I can't even articulate the words, or, like, the thoughts I have about it. It's been a minute since I've watched it. I finished it, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, a lot of people that have been watching it have been like powering right through it and then raving about it. And because I haven't had time to do that, uh, mm. I got stuck. I found season, the second episode a slog. Like it was, I thought it yes. was, I thought it was over and I was 20 minutes in. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I found it very difficult to watch. And then once I got through, I was like, oh man, I don't know about this. And I was like, I'll give it one more episode. Yeah. So I gave it episode three. And then by the end of episode three, I was I was invested. I was in it. I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is the... Is the Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. I knew it was something Joy. Yeah. Um, and she's I good. I it was Anna Joy Taylor or something. Yeah. But I mean, she's ev- very good in it. I mean, everyone in, the, in it is... The acting is great. Like, it, there's... there's it, like you said, it's all just really well made. I'm just struggling with like, I think I'm struggling with the pace of it. And I don't know whether it's just that it's different and I'm not used to it or whether I don't like the pace of it. But I don't, I'm not rooting for anybody yet. Um, the one bit that I did kind of like raise an eyebrow and was like, oh, okay, I see what you did there was uh, in the second episode. So spoiler for people that haven't watched this far. Um, she's playing the final match of i think her state championship she plays this this dude in i think a church basement or a school basement or something and Mm -hmm. he's late and he's late on purpose because he's he's given her shit he's basically just being a a holier than thou dickhead um and then she ends up beating him and she's repeatedly saying like do you want to do this all day or are you just going to concede like this is do you see it now like i'm going to win it's just a matter of time. And he's like, no, no, I can get out of this. And then she says, maybe if you had been on time, right? And mm-hmm. uh, which was a nice little dig. But the opening sequence of the series is her being late for a chess game in a big fancy situation. Uh, and I caught that immediately when she said, you could have won if you were if you weren't late. And I thought, oh, <laughs> someone's a little cocky later in life because she shows up late to what looked like a very important chess match. So I, I, there there is more about that later, but it's, um, yeah, I can appreciate the depth to it. I just, I think it's just that the pacing, I've just been like, woof, this is slow, (laughs) you know? And and it is, and it's, it's, I think it's, um, again, it is, it is a chess match. Like they start off very, very slow. Um, and it's, it's a lot of calculating in the beginning um but i don't know there i don't like really the first episode gripped me right away the second episode i was like yeah i'm not sure what's going on here by by episode three i was completely invested and i couldn't put it down it was because the the character sorry sorry i had to yawn there for a second um the character um is oh man i don't even remember the character's name i'm terrible um Uh, elizabeth elizabeth that's what it is liz um she is 
so multifaceted um and she doesn't seem like it at first like you know when you when you know she's she's first um you know in i think it's in the separate you she's you already got through episode two so she was already yeah doing the tournament um she's adopted by this family and um um you know like pretty much chess is the only thing that she's really really invested in um and so like it's at first it seems like that's the only thing that she's all about is chess um but then as it goes on like you know she she becomes very almost vain in a really interesting way and then kind of learns to get out of it and um you know the the she's she's been through a lot so like it's interesting because like for her the chessboard is like the one place where she can actually control things mm-hmm. um whereas she's had no control her entire life um and it kind of goes into that a little bit more again i don't want to spoil too much for you because I, I, I definitely I, yeah i do want to keep um, going with it for sure yeah it is i i was so invested in it and and I love the way it looks and I love the character growth and, um, you know, but I think by episode three or four is like when the main purpose, like her, like her main purpose for herself comes in. Um, I mean, I think you've, you've already kind of seen it how like, you know, she, she wanted to just, you know, start a tournament and she had to start in, in the beginner category. Um, but yeah, she wasn't, she, she wasn't ranked before, but she's like, yeah, but she's like, but I'm not a beginner. And they're just like, well, you have to play in the beginner category. And she's like, all right, fine. Then put me in this too. Um, and, uh, to kind of see how quickly she ranks and just how just ruthless she is. Um, but learning how to try and be flexible because she's very rigid in the beginning and yeah. it just, uh, it's so, it, I can't even, again, I can't even articulate how much how much i enjoyed it but i loved that show almost to the point where i'm thinking of rewatching it again oh wow um i loved it a lot it was very very good well moving on into the internet minute which is of course brought to you by you the sizzle cafe is 100 percent listener supported if you get value out of the show please consider putting a little bit of value back in you can become a member at patreon.com slash the sizzle cafe Joining the Patreon will get you access to the member-only Discord, as well as any of the bonus episodes that we've been recording over the course of 2020. Uh, Normally, that is a barista-level benefit, but we've knocked it down to the base level. So check it out, patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. We are currently at 21 patrons. I'd like to try to make that 22 before the end of the year. So if you have a little bit of extra cash that you'd like to help out with, uh, it's less than the price of a cup of coffee a month. Uh, or a fancy cup of coffee, I guess, uh, to help us out. Keeps us live, keeps us on the air, keeps us going week to week. Uh, so that is patreon.com slash the Sizzle Cafe. And I have the first of what hopefully will be a few um, holiday-themed picks coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, this is the Imperial March and the Carol of Bells mishmashed on the piano <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, Carol of Bells is one of my favorite Christmas carols. Uh, and Imperial March is one of my favorite classical pieces. And to hear them both mashed up uh, with a piano player that's wearing a Stormtrooper outfit <laughs> uh, was brilliant. It's just, it's a really easy listen. It's like a three minute video. It's a fun festive thing with a dark twist. <laughs> like it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be looking for more like nerdy holiday music mashups, I think, uh, going forward. But it's, it was a lot of fun and I would highly recommend checking it out. Did you have a chance to listen to this before the show? I didn't know, but I've I feel like I've heard something very similar before. Um, I've seen other ones with like the main theme to Star Wars, and I think there's yes, been other yes. there's been other stuff like Jurassic Park. I think someone it's, it's if they're in the same key as like a as a, one of the Christmas carols, they can usually kind of mishmash them up a little bit. Um, and John Williams is just such a great composer and such a yes. like a he's a I mean I don't mean a classical composer in terms of the type of music but like he's got those kind of deep roots in terms of classical music so it seems timeless when he does it and I but so do Christmas carols in a lot of ways and so I think that kind of helps with the crossover uh of the two but it's a lot of fun if you just want to check it out it's it's uh it'll be in the show notes this week That wraps up this episode of the Sizzle Cafe. You can get more information about the show and some of the links to the things we talked about at thesizzlecafe.com. The music for the show was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can email us, of course, at thesizzlecafe at gmail.com or find us by name on Twitter. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. But word of mouth is the easiest way to support the show. Just tell friends about the Sizzle Cafe and where they can go to listen to it. 
My name is Joel Duggan. You can find everything I'm doing online, including my illustration and design portfolio at joelduggan.com. You can listen to my other podcast at thespawnchunks.com where we talk about Minecraft. There's a brand new snapshot out again this week, so we'll be talking about that on Monday. And of course, you can find me on social media at Joel Duggan and Joel Duggan on Twitch as well, where I'm streaming mostly Minecraft recently, but looking forward in the, in the new year to expand that into some other games. Megan, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where I'm now posting uh, vlogs for the holidays, uh, and also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Townsend, which I will be on uh, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You've been listening to the Citadel Cafe, where we are fast, easy, and cheap, but you can only pick two.